8.46. Let's get up close today on Chebol Reform. Professor Chung Huang of Hanguk University of Foreign Studies Law School is here. Our regular up-close guest. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And uh, how are you doing? I mean, we've just passed the one-month mark for the uh, Moon Jae-in administration. The president himself has generally been well-received in that time, but the, the, a couple of cracks appearing, which is just, I guess, perfectly natural. Let's not get too carried away about those cracks. But obviously, getting his personnel in has not been completely straightforward. Exactly. Yep. Um, what about one of his main promises, um, Chebo reform? Well, um, true to form, he basically tapped into two probably the biggest names in terms of corporate governance in Korea. One is Chang uh, Ha-sung. Uh, he used to be a professor of Korea University, now chief policy advisor in the Blue House. And the other is Kim Sang-jo. He's a professor at uh, Hanseng University. He's right now going through you know, uh, National Assembly hearings for, uh, for confirmation as uh, him being the next uh, the head of the Korea Fair Trade Commission. I mean, if you ask anybody who's been sort of studying corporate governance issues in Korea, these are the two biggest names. So, so having yeah. these two professors up front in these policy areas does signal you know, significant changes to travel policy in Korea. Is this actually an urgent economic problem for the country? Yeah, I mean, that's debatable. I mean, that's exactly the, uh, the argument that the, the Moon administration is pushing. Um, others will argue that, hey, the Korean economy is in dull doldrums, so what they should be actually pushing for is immediate uh, economic stimulus. Uh, and, you know, the prof- professors Chang and Kim will argue that, well, it's the Chebol market power, the monopoly power over the Korean economy that is stunting Korea's growth. So, I mean, there is arguments to be had on both sides without the sufficient evidence to really to, to, to tell which side is correct. Well, given that the view of Chang and Kim... Yep. Or well, now known as the Kim and Chang, not not to be confused yeah, with I, I, of a famous law firm. I was going to say, I mean, you with your legal expertise, that joke won't be lost on you. But the newspapers have been making those jokes. <laughs> yeah. so, <you> know. <laughs> so we deliberately say it the other way around. Uh, given the uh, opinion that you know Chang and Kim hold, what kind of reforms can we expect? I mean, they have a really long track record of you know criticizing Chebol's system in Korea and actually being very actively involved in shareholder activism. That is, you know, attending shareholder meetings and, you know, uh, uh, urging the uh, small share, uh, shareholders to vote against tribal interests and so forth. And also engage in various lawsuits. So, I mean, you know, their modus operandi is fairly well known. It seems that, you know, they're sort of trying to get put into place various systems that really put in checks to the corporate, you know, uh, powers against smaller shareholders in the American style. And that is kind of interesting since Korean corporate governance style sort of follows German, Japanese. Japanese mode. So bringing in additional American features will be interesting, you know, mixture of what's ahead for the Korean travel system. It's interesting that you point that out. For those who aren't too familiar with those inner workings, how is the US model viewed around the world? Well, I mean, it's sort of the US-UK model and it's very, you know, market friendly. You let the shareholders deal with it. And then if the shareholders have trouble with amongst themselves, the typical problem would be controlling shareholder versus minority shareholder in Korea's case. And they'll be hashed out in the, in the, through lawsuits through the court system. On the other hand, one key difference between the American situation and Korean situation in, the, in America, the conflict usually is between management and shareholders. It's the big, 
classic, you know, swashbuckling uh, CEOs like Steve <laughs> Jobs mold. On the other hand, in Korea, we have, you know, controlling shareholder owners known as Chebol families. And the situation is slightly different. So exactly how the American uh, system and the jurisprudence will carry over to Korea is, you know, it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge. Well, to give a, a, a good example that many members of the public would be familiar with, we had this Samsung power exactly. transfer um, with... The ailing Egon He, the chairman of Samsung, still apparently in hospital. We don't, we, you know, no one's actually heard from him for years now, literally. Yep, three years now, yeah, um, that's right. But, um, you know, while we, I think, should say we wish him a recovery, it, whatever his status is, uh, and whatever people think about Chebol, just putting his medical concerns to one side, the controversy arose because, of course, he then got his son, Lee Jae-yong, vice chairman, and... Um, well, this is where things started to get complicated with yep. the scandal, right? I mean, the basically key issue in that uh, in the Samsung case, and it was, which is actually replicated in all other Jamal families, is that you know there are generational shifts, right? As you go from Chairman Egon to Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong, the key concern within the family is how do you keep the corporate control within the family without paying you know enormous amount of inheritance tax? Uh, if you look at Egon's personal Samsung affiliate shareholdings, he has just approximately about fifteen billion dollars worth of uh, Samsung, uh, Samsung affiliate shares just among the public companies. We're not talking about other wealth that he probably has in terms of, you know, unlisted Samsung family, uh, companies or other financial assets. Just, just Samsung public companies alone, he has about $15 billion. Mm. Now, if you just go by, by the book in, in terms of Korean inheritance tax law, 50% needs to be paid in tax. I mean, if you give up 50% of those shares, the Lee family control over the Samsung group will be significantly reduced. Now, the homework for Lee Jae-yong and his uh, advisors is to how do you keep co- retain the control of Samsung affiliates without paying that enormous, enormous inheritance tax? Let's look at this from a, an outside perspective. Samsung, Hyundai, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lotte, the list goes on. Th- these are the recognizable faces of Korea, perhaps right. even more so than our politicians. And from an outsider's view, they are an emblem of success. They, they, they yeah. are the part of the reason people say, oh, Korea must be doing well. And it would seem nonsensical to attack them. I think one, th- one thing that you know, the corporate governance reformers will point out is that it's really important to really separate what Samsung is versus what Lee family is. I mean, the Lee family, the way they run Samsung is as, a, is as if Samsung equals Lee family. But if you look at their overall shareholdings, they hold less than about 5% of all the sh- sh- shares available in Samsung. The way they can do this is they have a very complex system of cross holdings. And this is actually replicating all other uh, ch- families and through those cross-holding structure they're basically they manage to control basically 100% of the control rights as opposed to having about 5% of the dividend rights and basically what outsider you know minority shareholder activists like Kim Sang, Professor Kim Sang-jo and Chang Ha-sung are pointing out is that you know Samsung could be doing great why does it have to rest in the Lee's family and the Lee family will be extracting far more than their shareholdings that really goes against the rule of law and, you know, the trick is how do you keep the success of Samsung going without Lee family possibly, you know, and it's the same story all, all in all other Jebels, the Lee family possibly, you know, putting some, you know, monkey ranch into the process. Mm. Another social question on Jebel, which is quite interesting, I think, is that a significant portion, 
stay together. They marry one family dynasty to another, for example. That's like ancient medieval Europe uh, and probably Korea as well. I mean, I, I, I know of quite a few notable European examples from my history study, but I, I'd imagine we can find quite a few if we look back at Yeah, I mean, Korean if you look history. at Habsburgs, like, you know, Habsburgs were yeah. well known to have you know, sort of controlled Europe through marriages, basically, not by really uh, yeah. you know, conquest. And it, it, it is true, and you're absolutely right, that if you look at the marriage relationships, they really do intermarry among, amongst themselves. Yeah, I, I, and maybe that's because of the social circles they move in. Maybe it's something that Probably. parents encouraging maybe it's a bit of both probably a bit, a bit of both I mean a certain key table figures are sort of known to introduce their children to each other so that they encourage marrying each other and you know sort of sharing business opportunities um, but again um, we've got to think about the backlash here because ironically and we've made this point in the show before but it's worth repeating the chairboy hold the key to actually the success of some of president moon jae-in's reforms like for example raising that minimum wage like for example lowering working hours the smaller companies are not able to do that they're the ones pushing against that the chairboy the one who could actually stomach it so we'll see. I mean, the part of the Moon's uh, reform agenda will be not, you know, without really, you know, hurting the Chebol's success, you know, uh, encourage small and medium businesses and startups and so forth. Let's see. I mean, the, the key criticism coming from, coming from Kim, people like Kim and Chang is that the Chebols are basically stunting small guys' growth. Let's see how that really plays out in practice. I, I just can't get around that. Yeah, the criticism coming from Chang and Kim. <laughs> Speaking of Chang Ha-sung and Kim Sang-jo, nothing to do with any particular corporations but who can avoid those references with this legal expert sitting alongside me <laughs> professor huang always a pleasure to have you here thank you very much getting up close on table reform with professor Chung huang of hanguk university of foreign studies law school and it's friday the weekend is upon us have a fantastic one we'll be back on monday at 705 stay with us for careerscape just after the latest news headlines